In the fall of 2020, I received a bundle of transcripts with a note asking me to speak for the dead when they themselves cannot. I do not know what these stories contain, but I am asking you not to fear. Though the dead may speak through us, they can do us no harm. These are the Graveyard Chronicles. Transcript 16 Beyond the Door, Part 2 The light inside the room was blinding. I put a hand up in front of my face, trying to shield my eyes from it. When I'd finally got used to it, I took my hand down and looked around. The door behind me had closed. In fact, it had disappeared completely. The demon was nowhere to be seen. A chandelier hung from the ceiling, moving slightly as if affected by some wind I couldn't feel. There were no windows, no other doors, and no Sarah. Where is she? I shouted into the empty space. No one answered me. I started walking around, running my hands along the walls. A pure sense of panic started to spread, running through my body at a thousand miles an hour. I was stuck there, stuck in some kind of world that might or might not be real. I couldn't wake up. I couldn't leave. I'd been tricked. I should have seen it coming, but I hadn't. Maybe I just hadn't cared. Nothing had seemed to matter much for the past six months. So what if I was going to die here? Alone? With no one to hold my hand? Or lie to my face and tell me it was going to be alright? So what? Trying not to care didn't work. Of course I cared. Of course I felt terrible being stuck in that unfamiliar room with no chance of escape. I slid down onto the floor. Maybe if I just stayed very still. Tried to imagine I was in my bed again, on a normal day, not one that I was doomed to relive for all of eternity. The demon had told me that I was dreamwalking. If that was true, then I should be able to go where I wanted to. Right? I closed my eyes tight trying to imagine my bed, my room, my furniture. But I couldn't bring it to life. I couldn't conjure it to become a reality. Instead, I tried to imagine an exit that would lead me out of this place. And there it was, on the back wall. A door made of rotting wood, just standing there, ready to be opened. I walked over and grabbed the handle. It opened smoothly. I walked into the next room. At first, I felt like crying. It looked exactly like the room I'd just left. But figures started appearing in it. At first, simply faint outlines that manifested into living beings of flesh and blood. It was me and Sarah. On the day we met, 
been in a bar surrounded by friends. But the environment wasn't there. Our friends weren't there. It was just the two of us, facing each other, talking and laughing. I walked over to her slowly. The conversation got clearer. I gotta be honest with you, I really hate going to bars. The other me said in a quiet voice, smiling shyly. Sarah smiled widely. Let me tell you a little secret, she said. The other me raised his head and looked at her curiously. She leaned closer, that well-known cheeky smile lingering on her lips. I really hate going to bars too. They both laughed, even though it wasn't very funny, and I remembered how it had felt, her leaning closer to me, acting as if she was telling me a secret she'd never told anyone ever before. It had felt special, even something as common as that. I put out a hand and tried to touch Sarah, just one last time. But as my fingers reached her shoulder, both her and the other me vanished. I was all alone again. Another door appeared and I walked through it. This time, the figures manifested themselves a lot quicker. This was later on, after we'd moved in together. There was one other thing except the two figures. A sofa. Sarah sitting up straight on it, and the other me had his head resting on her lap. Sarah was holding a book. She read out loud. And he held her hand, and he thought to himself, This is a good life. I have someone whose hand I like to hold. And I have the sun shining on my face. And though I might be dead tomorrow, this right now, right here, is good. And I wouldn't trade it for all the riches in the world. The other me looked up at her. I envied him more than anything. That he could look at her and hold her and sleep with her and most of all, that he didn't know that in less than a year from now she would be gone from his life and all the happiness he had felt in that moment would shatter and turn to dust. Would you trade me for all the riches in the world? Sarah asked the other me. I thought back and I remembered how I'd heard the joking tone in her voice but I hadn't heard that other thing, that slight tinge of something else, a real worry, a real question. In a heartbeat, the other me said jokingly. Sarah laughed, but it didn't quite reach her eyes. I wanted to rush over and shake the other me, the past me, and tell him that he shouldn't joke. It wasn't a time to joke, because soon she wouldn't be there anymore and then he would realise that he never got to say all the things he wanted to tell her. Sarah put the book down, and the other me grabbed her hands in his. You know I love you, right? he said. She leaned over and kissed him. Of course I know that. And then they disappeared. Another door. Another room. The figures were already there when I went inside. When I saw them... I stopped as I recognised the scene that I would see. I didn't want to see this one. I turned around, but of course the door was gone. I had to stay. I had to see it through. 
Sarah had her back turned to the other me. Her arms were crossed. I remembered looking at her back and wondering what she was thinking. Wondering how serious the damage was. You know that it didn't mean anything, right? The other me said. Of course not, Sarah said without emotion. Her eyes looked glassy with tears. It was just a one-off thing. The other me grabbed her gently, but Sarah didn't move. Didn't take her arms down. Just looked straight ahead, at me. The present me that she couldn't see. Exactly. It was a one-off thing and it will never happen again. I promise you that. The other me put his arms around Sarah, hoping, I knew, that this would actually make things better. That he would be forgiven and everything would go back to normal. And then came the words that I wanted to forget. The last words she spoke to me before she walked out of the door to go to work and never come back. We'll try to make it work, Nick. I promise I'll do my best. But I have to be honest with you. I'm never going to trust you again. She pushed herself free of the other me's grip and walked away from him. Both figures disappeared. No more, please, I said out loud to no one, to anyone. There was nothing to keep me company except the memories. And even they were gone now too. No more, I repeated, tears rolling down my cheeks. A new door appeared at the back wall. But this time, it was already open. Beyond it, only a vast darkness. And sitting on the checkered floor right in front of it, Sarah. There was no other me with her. It was just her, looking up at me. Really looking at me and seeing me. I walked over to her like a man in a trance. Sat down on the floor in front of her. Not thinking straight, I just blurted out, Can I touch you? I gave myself a mental slap. I mean, are you... She smiled sadly. You can't touch me, she said quietly. I'm so sorry, I never meant to... To hurt you and... I know. I forgive you. But you'll never trust me, I thought in the back of my mind. And... As if she had read my thoughts, she said, None of that matters anymore. Are you happy where you are now? I asked, feeling like I had learned nothing, like I still didn't know how to talk to her, what to say to make anything better. I suppose I am. Happiness when you're dead is not the same as happiness when you're alive. But I'm content, tranquil. How are you doing? I was about to lie, like I'd lied to everyone since she died. I was about to tell her that I was fine, that I was getting better, that it would all work out in the end. I don't know how to live without you, I said honestly, struggling to get the words out. I don't think it's ever going to get any better, and I... Yes? I don't think I'll ever be able to to care for anyone again.
not in the same way that I cared for you. We, we lived through so much together, didn't we? My mother dying and my issues and your sister in that accident and how can I ever be with anyone else after that? How will I ever be able to love anyone like I loved you? She looked at me intently, but kindly. Does that really matter, Nick? If you will love someone else like you loved me? Love doesn't work like that. You had one love for me, and you'll have another love for someone else. That doesn't make it any less important. Your love for me, and your love for the one that comes after. You were there for me through tough times. Times that I don't think I would ever have gotten through without you. And I loved you then. And I love you now. But not in the same way as I once did. Looking at her and listening to her hurt so much I thought my heart was going to burst. Don't cry. It's not a sad thing really. The memories that we have will never really be gone. Not to us. The world will forget about them. The world will forget about us too. But we will remember. We will always remember. And no matter what comes next, no matter who you will meet and who you will love, I'll never forget you. And I will never forget how much I loved you. She began to fade. I reached out for her, but I couldn't touch her. I have to leave now. She looked back at the darkness behind the door. Can I go with you? She smiled at me and got up from the floor. I don't think you should. I wanted to touch her one more time. To hear her talk one more time. But she didn't say anything more. And with a small wave, she turned around and walked through the door. I woke up, sat up in bed, wiping the sweat off my face. Good morning, Nick. Standing at the edge of the bed, the demon smiled and held out its hands. Time for another day. The Graveyard Chronicles is a podcast written and directed by Lizzie van Trambe. Subscribe to The Graveyard Chronicles wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. Thank you for listening.